Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Now, let's create some breakthroughs. Hey there, everybody. You know, we talk about moving forward what matters most here. And today we are talking about making you the thing that matters most, even when you are a parent. So even though I'm an amazing auntie to two great kids, I am not an actual parent. I mean, I'm, I'm a dog mom, I suppose, but I don't, I'm not a mother of, of uh, human beings. So I asked parenting coach Jenna Hodge to join me. Jenna is a mom of three little boys and went through motherhood earlier than her peers, so she started blogging about all of it. Then, after a rough postpartum from her first pregnancy, she learned a lot about infant sleep and decided to write it all down in baby and toddler guides. And I'm going to provide a link to those baby and toddler guides in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Now, Jenna coaches moms one-on-one, helping them find time in their day to get things to get the things they need to get done and the things they want to get done so that they can take care of themselves best and then be the best moms to their kids. She helps them advocate for themselves and teach them how to live a healthy lifestyle and enjoy motherhood. So off we go. Here's my interview with Jenna Hodge. Hey, Jenna, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you took time to be on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I really, I, I think it's helpful for people, or maybe it's just that I love it. I love hearing people's stories. I, I just love hearing how people got to where they're at. And you're clearly so passionate about what you do. So how did you end up here coaching moms? So I had kids earlier than most of my peers. I got married young, had kids young. So I went through motherhood, like kind of alone in the sense I didn't have the, like the mom community that mm-hmm. I feel like is so huge now. It may have been huge back then, but I just, I may have not been aware of it because I know nobody telling me about it. So anybody who was talking to me was like, my mom's age or older generation. And it wasn't helpful, <laughs> kind, <laughs> but just, it wasn't um, applicable, yeah. relatable times and change, things like that. So I felt very alone in it and had a very rough journey into motherhood as far as my labor and my healing and postpartum Mm -hmm. and everything went. And then also my son um, was overtired a lot because I couldn't understand sleep. I thought I knew everything about babies and toddlers and that was wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Breastfeeding was terrible, super painful. He wasn't gaining weight. Um, He was super overtired because we didn't know at the time he had really bad reflux. So every time we laid him down, he would scream bloody murder out of pain, arching his back. Months of this went by and I got to the point where like, I can't continue like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got something big has got to happen. Something's got to change because it was falling into postpartum depression too. And so not only was I feeling horrible physically, but also mentally and emotionally as well and feeling alone in that. So I decided to dive in really deep on research on baby sleep and all the things we figured out. I had reflux, got that under control. I stopped breastfeeding and because it was just awful. Um, yeah. He was gaining weight. He was thriving better. Therefore, I was doing better. 
So by the time I got pregnant some months later with my second, I was much more confident. Mm-hmm. Once I got my second, I started blogging at the end of 2018, just because I wanted to write down like everything I learned in my motherhood journey and share with other moms. Then in 2020, I wrote baby and toddler guides on all the things I had learned more in depth in 2020. And then that's when I got pregnant with my third son. And um, after I had him uh, in 2021, I had a very rough time again, but in a different way. I had postpartum depression, but I recognized it because I'd been there before. But physically, I wasn't doing well in a totally different aspect. I felt off hormonally and I knew something wasn't right. I went to my OB, which I actually saw midwives, but I went to the OB in my practice and basically had to push her to test my hormone levels. And she told me since I wasn't in menopause that there was no reason to um, test my thyroid. I told her, like, I feel like I literally just had a baby and he's almost a year old. And she even looked it up and she, and I was right. I was like, that's how I feel. Um, so I had to push for them to test my levels. They only tested four things, barely even did anything. And because I wasn't off the actual numbers, they didn't take it as anything wrong. So they're like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, I know I'm not fine. So let me keep trying somewhere else. So I went to a functional medicine doctor, long story short, sorry, and um, wound up, I was right. There were a lot of things off and now I'm in the process of fixing those things. And the frustrating part is it's a long journey to heal it naturally. And I wish I trusted my gut and done something sooner and tapping into that intuition that I knew something was off. Um, So if any other mom is going through that, I wanted to like encourage her to listen to your gut and to advocate for yourself because nobody else was going to do that for me, but me, you know, they have their own stuff to worry about. I'm an adult. I should take care of myself. Meanwhile, I'm taking care of these three little kids, you know? So like, I didn't even, I didn't even like have that. Not like I don't have support, but it was, it's an internal struggle and battle that I was going through kind of like alone and didn't feel like anyone knew enough to be able to help me like kind of, so I had to do it myself. Um, so that's why I started coaching kind of is, um, that's why I'm more passionate now. I started coaching before that kind of, but um, I wanted to help. Yeah, because like you'd said, you'd like created the guides before, but then I did. But then the the whole self advocacy and like prioritizing yourself, mm-hmm. it seems like that mm-hmm. that was the pivotal experience mm-hmm. for you. And I just I want to rewind for just one second and say like, yeah. uh, whether you're a mama or not, and you're feeling this because it like all the studies show that women especially women of color, they're not heard Mm -hmm. when they Mm -hmm. are talking to their healthcare providers a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's obviously not every healthcare provider, you know, there's no, there is data that supports that. And so it can be hard when you're not heard. It almost can feel like gaslighting, like you're crazy. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you when you inside know there is, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. There's something that is Mm -hmm. not right here. So yes. good for you for, for pushing and, and finding somebody that would hear you, just hear mm-hmm. you. Right. And, be- yes. and believe you that I don't feel right. Yes. And that's, that's why I love choosing what the functional medicine route, because I'm tend to be like semi crunchy. Like I like to be more holistic and natural about things, but I also have a budget and time constraints and can't just do everything that I want to do. And I also right. picking up some other things and like, yeah, some of those can slide, but this was something I want to do for a while, but I know insurance doesn't cover it and it's very expensive. Yeah. I couldn't really afford it at the time, but I was like, I got to do something or I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to slip into a very deep, awful depression if something, if I don't feel in control of myself. And that's how mm-hmm. kind of how it felt. So yeah, that's why I decided to go into coaching. Um, that's why I'm more passionate about it now, the advocacy part and everything, because prior to this, prior to having my third son, 
I was very healthy. I felt very good. Um, I had a lot of energy. I was keeping up with my two boys. That's why I felt like we could have a third one. I was like, I got this down. I did two under two. Yeah. I conquered it. We had a good, um, <laughs> I had a good routine and schedule with them. Um, yeah. I'm very strict on like bedtimes and nap times. And so they were help, healthy and thriving. And so was I. And from the get go, I always prioritized myself before kids of like working out and being healthy. And then when I had kids, I was like, I really got to do it. So that's what I help moms with because I see a lot of moms like letting not letting themselves go, but we sacrifice a lot for our kids. And of course, like some of it's to be expected, that's your responsibility, but also we don't prioritize ourselves. And I believe like Mm -hmm. the most, it's not selfish for you to put yourself first as mom's actually the most selfless thing you can do for your child, because if you aren't well, you cannot be a good mom. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't give them your best if you're not taking care of yourself first. And so that's why, like, I just see so many moms get like, (laughs) I believe the lie that society tells us, like, like what I was told, this is how it is now. You're a mom now. Like you should just accept that your body will never look the same. You'll never be able to do things you want to do again when you want to do them. Like your life is not your own anymore. And basically we kind of lose that like identity of who we are after becoming a mom, even though we're mm-hmm. still that same person. All we did was just add an extra like responsibility, but we're still mm-hmm. a human being regardless if we have kids or not. Mm-hmm. And we like lose ourselves. And then, so therefore we don't make it a priority to care of ourselves, but then we're burnt out, we're tired, we're stressed, we're exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. all the things. And I don't want to hear any more sad stories about moms like ending their life or, mm-hmm. you know, be, being super unhealthy and not being able to keep up with their kids or, um, right, or even causing harm for their kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. their marriages are failing or anything like that, which it sucks that we're responsible for that. But also, we can, that can be like more empowering and motivating. Like you do have control over you. You know, Mm -hmm. even though you feel like you don't, there are ways Mm -hmm. to find time in the day to do whatever it is that you want to do to take care of yourself. There are ways to do it. And it's not impossible. It's impossible to do it all at once. And I think that's like, we're like, oh, we can't do it all. Like, no, not all at one time. Right. But it's possible to do it all at certain times of the day throughout, you know, throughout the seasons that you're in and everything. And that's what I encourage moms on is that it's, it is possible. So like, I don't want them to leave that limitation Mm because that's not true. That lie is not true. You just have to accept the reality that you're in, that you do have kids now. So things are a lot different, but that doesn't mean you can't still enjoy your life, be healthy and be the best mom for your kids. Well, first of all, and I I meant to say this earlier, just to say thank you for speaking about like the postpartum depression and just the emotional Mm -hmm. and mental health struggles that can come along with becoming a parent, with hormone changes for women you know, whether you become a parent or not, like all of these things. And because I really, I I really want to make sure that we're normalizing that for people that, that we, especially as women can talk about these things and say, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. not okay. And I sought help and you don't have to feel this way, you know, kind of messages for people. I think Mm -hmm. it's important for them to hear it. So thank you. Cause that can be a really vulnerable thing to share. So I Mm -hmm. appreciate you doing that. Cause that's, that's important for me that I'm, I'm helping to normalize that. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I actually suffered from anxiety pre kids. Uh-huh. So I already, um, I'd gone through the whole counseling, medication, all of that. And then I actually got to a place where I stopped counseling. I, um, I don't re- recommend this. I weaned myself off the medication by weaned. I kind of stopped cold turkey and that, that was kind of scary going through the withdrawals, but I got to a point where, um, I recognize I have it. So I can accept that. 
and not accept in the sense of um, like I was saying, just being a mom, not accepted in like, oh, this is this is who I am now. Yeah, it's and not a passive a compl- acceptance. It's not a complacency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, I'm aware that this is something that my brain struggles with. I know why it struggles with because it stems from a lack of control and I'm a control freak. So when I feel mm-hmm. like I'm losing control or I don't have control, then these thoughts or these feelings start happening. So being more aware of it and accepting that has helped me to manage it mm-hmm. with with kids, without kids, pregnancy, postpartum, whatever, um, right. to where I can I can handle it a lot better. But the depression thing, I feel like, and the anxiety as well, but mostly depression stems from a hormonal thing. And mm-hmm. I didn't really truly suffer with that until those were out of whack. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it, I think it's, and like I was saying, like whether it's because of, of motherhood and pregnancy um, I shouldn't even say motherhood or pregnancy specifically, like the hormonal shifts that happen because of pregnancy or the hormonal shifts that happen like through for perimenopause and menopause and all these things. I mean, we just, we have very complicated bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Hormonally, we have very complicated bodies. And so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad to have you hear you talk about that and have people let people know they can find their own way of doing things. I do take medication for anxiety and mm-hmm. there is that feeling of like, oh, do I need it forever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, how right. about I not worry about it? You know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so everybody needs to find their own path and what works for them. Mm-hmm. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you've kind of blended, you know, different approach. You're taking from what is helping you and experimenting or trying and, you know, finding other sources for support. And I think that there's mm-hmm. that's important for people to know is that there isn't one approach that people have to take. No, in order to address no. any of this. And it can be a for season too. Nothing has to be permanent. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things you talked about was you said, well, not letting yourself go. People, you know, that might be letting themselves go. But in a sense, like when that phrase is used, like, and the reason why I could see you backing off of it was like, you're not, you weren't making judgments about people and their bodies. Mm-hmm. Cause that's usually mm-hmm. how we think of that. Yes. But there is a sense, I think, and I'm I'm not a parent, like full disclosure. I think most of my listeners know that. I'm an <laughs> avid auntie. I'm an avid auntie for sure. <laughs> um, but I have like all of my friends have kids and I've mm-hmm. I've been there with them, you know, through a lot of it, um, different pregnancy struggles and, you know, just postpartum stuff and all this kind of stuff. But there you can lose yourself. It might not be letting mm-hmm. yourself go, right? But you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. lose yourself, which then yes. can have yes. physical implications, like health implications, and mm-hmm. as well as mental health implications too. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just a lot of that possibility of truly like letting your actual selfhood yes. kind of drift yes. away from you. Especially if you have a lo- several kids or back to back, that can be so drawn out that by the time they grow up and stuff, you're like, I don't... I didn't want to be that mom that once they left the house, like, what do I do? Who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like that, that I feel like a lot of um, empty nesters go through when their yeah. kids grow up. Yeah. Because they've, they've made their children, their purpose. Yes. In, instead of yes. expressing their purpose through raising their children, there's, I do, yes. I do purpose work with people and mm-hmm. they, they want to say like, that's the easy answer is my kids are my purpose. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I can understand that. Or they can say their their marriage or their wife or whoever it might be. And and it's just like you and, and I had to really challenge myself on that thought when I became an auntie because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can I can understand this now. Like I can understand like mm-hmm. thinking that this kid could be my sister's purpose because, oh, my gosh, right. she's practically my purpose. Like <laughs> I'm so right. in love with yeah. this kid. Right. But then it was when I looked at it, how I am an auntie with her and now her little sister mm-hmm 
is an expression of my purpose. Mm-hmm. And those are different mm-hmm. things. And that allows them to go and have their own lives, right? And that allows right. your kids yes. to go yes. and have their own lives. And it's yeah. a good model for your children to see. Like, oh, mom never did anything for herself while she was doing was cooking and cleaning all the time and taking his places. Like, if that's the only memory they have of you, you know, as the mom or dad or whatever, like, is that what you want them to remember? And then also you're modeling for them what they want to be when they grow up. You know, if they become parents or whatever career they choose, and it doesn't have to be job related, but, you know. Just how they're going to, who they're going to be in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I always say um, the best thing you can have is parents who are lit up, right? They're lit up mm-hmm. and passionate. Of course, you want them to be engaged as parents as as well. And so I think one of the words you said earlier, which is really important, was both. Like, I'm a big fan of both and rather than either or. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can you both be a fulfilled individual and a parent? Because mm-hmm. I do think that's the best gift you can give your kids. And the best lesson mm-hmm. for them to learn is that they deserve fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know, they deserve mm-hmm. to have passion and joy and fulfillment in their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you talk more about acceptance? Because you, um, one of the things you talked about, and you, you touched on this a little bit earlier already of kind of just like accepting that this is where you're at, but the acceptance doesn't really have to be complacency mm-hmm. and that you can't do it all. And you can definitely can't do it all at once. Right. And so it makes me think of, um, a quote I think comes from David Allen is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So how do you strike that balance? Right around kind of choosing what's most important to you as a mom or how do you help your clients do that really? Maybe, I don't know if there's like a story that you have personally that you could share with us or a story about a client that you've worked with where like figuring out like what really is most important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I also, I'll share from my personal experience because speaking on the whole control freak aspect, having three kids. Fellow control freak here. So (laughs) (laughs) having three kids and having them in four years and having three boys so far they're still really little but they're already showing out their testosterone and energy (laughs) I have had to let some things go and here I use that term but let some things slide in the sense of my um like expectations of what I like your standards to be yeah my standards and not to say like that I have to be very clear on it because you don't want to say it make it sound like these things don't matter anymore and like, I'm not trying to, it's not one, one way or the other. It's just like, there's seasons, first of mm-hmm. all, and I have to accept, but my season of where I'm at with them being so young and so close to an age and all that is a totally different season than when they're going to be teenagers and mm-hmm. way more self-sufficient and way more independent and on the go a lot. And, you know, different sizes of stuff, not teeny tiny little toys, you know, and things right. like that. We'll probably be in a different house by then, all that. So accepting the reality of the seasons that we're in and giving myself grace for that. So Mm -hmm. especially for, I can talk to the moms of little children like me, those are some of the hardest years and also the most important ones. And I don't want to put like pressure on the mom to feel like, you know, it's got to be perfect for my child because your child's not going to care if your house is super duper spotless clean all the time, but it will matter if there's so much clutter, they're tripping and hurting themselves, you know, if it's so dirty that it's unsanitary. You know, so yes, you have to find a balance, but whatever season you're in, what is most important at that time? You know, is it, is your child in an emotional season of figuring things out and growing and maturing that they really need that connection from you? And that Mm one-on-one time is more important than the home-cooked meals or, you know, is your marriage struggling and you really need to focus on your spouse 
and let some house tasks go or your finances struggling, you need to focus on your business. Yeah. Day night, it might be more important right now than making mm-hmm. sure all the dishes are done. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just, it makes me think of Casey Davis's work. And one of the things she talks about is like, is your space functional? Like that your environment mm-hmm. serves you. And functional is probably going to have different definitions when your kids are at different ages, right? Yep. Yep. Sometimes it's bare minimum for us right now. And that's okay. Well, and functional might mean like, I I remember for a lot of my friends where it's like, oh, like the whole, you know, um, kitchen living room combo or family room area is like, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. full of like, it's like the play school kitchen and like all these toys because that's functional at that point to have Right. To their kids be around them while they're doing yes. other stuff, right? And then at yes. some point, though, all the toys go upstairs when they want to yep. have more independence and do their own thing. Yep. But like at that point, mm-hmm. it might be more cluttery, technically mm-hmm. speaking, right? Mm-hmm. But it's functional. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, that's a good point. Because like I said, with the season that you're in, what is working for you as a family right now? And it's hard to like let go of people's expectations and opinions of what you should, yes. what should things should look like for you right now. Because yeah, someone without kids walking into your house and you've got three littles like me, is going to be like, whoa, maybe, you know, but they're not in the same season. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's like your in-laws or like friends or whatever coming in and if you, if you feel, whether they say it or not, you feel like they're judging you or you're afraid they might, or you're afraid of how appearances look. If it's working for you and your family, that's all that matters. You know, if it, yeah. if you really, like I said, if you're really struggling financially right now and you really need to focus on your business, yeah, you let some of those things go for the moment. Or, if, mm-hmm. you know, you have everything in place and you have the time to focus on your house. And I just use house as an example because I know a lot of yeah. us and people worried about this, you know, how their place looks all the time as if like, who are we to impress? Like <laughs> we live there. You want it to look like you live there, but I. Also speaking from experience, I'm I'm in a process of like decluttering and trying to minimize. So I get like the importance of that and not having so much stuff and everything. So you have the time to clean and have a clean and sanitary house. Right. But are my kids taking care of my kids needs more important in the moment? Of course, mm-hmm. you know, but when they're, they don't need me 20, literally 24 seven. So there right. are times in the day, you know, where I can clean and pick up or I can include them in it and teach them things they need to know as an adult. Early yeah. on, you know, like my five-year-old loves to vacuum. So of course I'm going to let him vacuum. Oh, heck yeah. You know, like, Can you send them to my house? Of that. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to like instill that responsibility and that independence early. So by modeling it for them, they want to do what you're doing. So that's just an example. But like I said, you can fill that in with working out if that's what something you feel like mm-hmm. you don't have time to do. And I just fit it in where I can. And so it, it's not the same every day, but I personally choose to do that without my children because it's also my me time. So that's yeah. something I do for my, <laughs> I can really focus sanity on it. And your, so I yeah, know some care with their kids because they feel like there's no other time to, but on the days that I don't have help during the day hours, I do go to the gym super early in the morning while my husband's still asleep and they're still asleep. So, you know, like I don't do that every day though. And I don't sacrifice my sleep every day. So it's a balance. Like I said, it's not the yeah. same every day. Every day is going to look different. Some days my kids might get sick and that day's just thrown out the window. Yeah, kind of. yeah that's, that's And that's shot. my priority yeah. and focus. But maybe on the days they're thriving or they're super involved in stuff or they don't really need me as much, I might be able to focus on other things. You know, um, like I said, it's a balance. It's like you can't do it all the time right. all at once, but there is, there's always going to be opportunities to do every some, something along the way, you know. Hey there, just popping in real quick to see if you have signed up for the Dare to Prioritize Challenge. Now, if motherhood has got your head spinning with all the to-dos while also balancing a business that you care about, 
It might be time to stop the spinning, and that's what this challenge is all about. While I usually run this challenge live a few times a year, I also just created a self-guided version of this challenge for you to do in a DIY kind of way at any time. This challenge helps you to stop the spinning so you can prioritize and make progress on what matters most. So if you are up for the challenge, head on over to daretoprioritize.com today. Okay, back to my interview with Jenna. Can I, uh, since you're kind of talking about this already, there there are a couple like really practical tips that I really like that you've shared before. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could share them here. One of them is the like having the the column mm-hmm. down the middle or mm-hmm. the two columns mm-hmm. and saying, can you talk more about that, that exercise? Yes. yes, that is what has helped me back when I only had the two. Um, <laughs> was because <laughs> for me personally, when I went from two to three, things just went like you're just you're outnumbered by then. And anyways, um, well, and like you said, you were navigating place. a bunch of other things for yourself yes. at that point. So, I feel like yeah. that had a lot to do with it. I I was yeah. way more healthy after my second one, so I feel like that's how my transition to two hundred two was actually the easiest out of the whole free transition. So yes. And it's different for everybody. So I don't want anybody here like, oh, I have three. Now it's going to go crazy. Not necessarily. <laughs> Although the second child is the golden child. That I'm just saying that's me. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second children are amazing. <laughs> for the most part, he's pretty much my easiest one. Yeah. So far. <laughs> so far. So far. So uh, far. Yeah. Yes. So what I do is I um, recommend like writing down all the things you not only need to do, but you want to do, like include those in there. I, for me, working out is a non-negotiable. It is not only a want, it is a need. Because if I do not do that, I'm not physically healthy and I'm not mentally and emotionally healthy. Because like I said, it's my yeah. me time. Um, mm-hmm. the, I get the endorphins going. I get energy to keep up with my three little boys. I'm strong for them and I'm healthy for them. And I'm going to continue to stay that way and hopefully improve that. Um, but whatever it is, write down the wants and the needs of all the like tasks And then you divide them into with kids and without kids. So there's hopefully some point during the day that you're without your children, even if it's only while they're asleep. And pretty much for me, most of the time, that's really all I got to. Now that my older two don't nap. So even when my little one's napping, I got somebody else. Unless somebody's watching my kids, which is rare. But like now they are, which is nice. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really have that time. So worst case scenario, you have while they're sleeping. Unless you co-sleep, then... That's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but yeah, you just divide them into those two categories and you apply the tasks to each category of, can it be done without my kids? Does it need to be done without my kids? Do I just want it to be done without my kids or vice versa? <laughs> right. Those are three different things. Like, yeah, could I shower with my kids awake? The older two? Yes. And I could do a very quick one and put them in front of the TV and be fine, but I will not let the younger one run around in the house with me in the shower not being able to watch it that would not right. be safe you know that's that's something different like you have to shower please shower like, <laughs> I feel like I hear some moms that don't shower every day or don't brush your teeth and I that's just never been a non-negotiable like that is, I even did in the hospital after I had kids like I have to do it mm-hmm. it just is a priority to me but whatever it is for you I'm not judging anybody um there's some things I've let slide whatever it is like those are bare minimums but um you know, cleaning the house, work stuff, life stuff, paying bills. Like that would be a good example of like the thinking tasks, the focus tasks. Those are always something I do usually without my kids or they're like my older ones would be in front of a screen. Right. Where, where they pretty much don't meet me. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're holding there, still but for they're a minute. not really there. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, <laughs> I don't leave them alone in that. I'll still be in the mm-hmm. same room. So I know what they're mm-hmm. doing, what they're watching, all that. 
but if it really takes my deep focus, I do that when they're not around, mm-hmm. such as like, if I really want to do stuff with money, like paying bills, then I need to focus on that. Some really heavy, deep work related task, anything that takes a lot of brain power or focus and I don't want interruptions, that would be like a non-negotiable without my kids. Um, and for me working out sleep, obviously I don't sleep with my children. We don't co-sleep. Um, <laughs> so those would be some examples, but then some other things are totally different for other people. Like working out, you could work out with your kids good night. That, that's right. Or, um, I'm trying to think of like cleaning the house or some house tasks you can easily do with mm-hmm. kids. Some you just prefer to do alone because you can get more accomplished. I totally get that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so whatever it is, I just divide them up into those two categories. And then I time block my day and I know what blocks of time I will not have my kids. And then I just put those there. And then you mm-hmm. fill in everything else with kids. And then you just kind of figure out how you can do things with them, the tasks that are going to be with them. What works best, you know, is it, uh, and it depends on the ages and all of that. but. There'll be certain times during the day where you'll notice that they're better playing alone. They don't need mm-hmm. you as much. They're more content. They're less needy. They're not as hungry or whiny or tired. So I would use those moments. Do not interrupt them. Let them be. Right. Yeah, let that <laughs> they're happen. doing great. If they don't need you and they're not asking for you, I don't include myself in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't say, hey, what are you doing? Like, I don't want to interrupt at that time. That's that's yeah. healthy and good for You're them like, to, go. to go. Mm-hmm. And be independent. And so I know there's going to be plenty of moments when they will need me. So I will save those for later. But while they're doing well on, on their own, I take advantage of that, those moments and clean or do something. So that's what I recommend is like time blocking your day into like sections of before I did like actual times, I would do it based off when my kids were napping. Because mm-hmm. I would have when I just had the two is like a toddler and baby. So they were their schedules a little off. So I'd have like, okay, I have both of them right now. Now I only have one. Now I have both. Mm-hmm. Now I have the other one. It's different when you have just a baby, but they need versus a toddler. Babies aren't running around, you know, yeah. um, toddlers are, you know, things like that. So that's how I structured it. And what I, I love what I'm hearing in this is one, it still goes back to, because I'm hearing you be very, um, I hope everybody's hearing this too, like very kind and understanding and like able to say like, this is my standard, but you get to define your mm-hmm. own standards first mm-hmm. of all, right? Yeah. Like, what are your standards? Like, what is it that you really want done? So number one, Mm -hmm. but number two, what do you like really want? So this happens a lot in my work where I'll be like, okay, where do you need to be to be able to do this? So there's like a little overlap for you and I on this, like, or when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is so how I think too. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. there's like, what do you need around you? And like, in this Mm -hmm. sense, it's like, I need my kids not to be around, you know, or to not need me while I'm doing this kind of task. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'll ask people, you know, where do you need to be, to be able to do this when they're identifying kind of a next action to move forward? And they'll, they'll be, they'll be like, oh, anywhere. Cause they can do it on their phone. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's try this again. Where do you need to be, to be able to do this at your best though? Right. And they're like, and well, space. yeah, they're like, okay, well, my, yes. my office or, you know what, on the couch or at the kitchen table. And like that changes everything because you can't mm-hmm. always be at your kitchen table. You can't right. always be at your office. You can't always, yep. right. And so yep. being able to think about, you know, like, who do you need to be or where do you need to be to do this at your best? Yes. And that, yes. so in this case, it's like to do this at your best, kids mm-hmm. or no kids, kids are distracted or yep. not. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. so cool. So yeah, I'm yes. hearing like you get to have your own standard and not worry about what everybody else thinks you. And then you get to really think about what do I really need mm-hmm. in order for me to do this at my best. And hopefully you can mm-hmm. make it happen. And it's not going to happen every day. Like I'm sure, right. no. I'm sure you time block this and then like all shit goes aside, yep. sideways, right? Yep. Like a kid yep. gets sick and now you've got a, a puking kid and <laughs> that like happened everything. last week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he did it in the car. And I was like, okay, now I don't know what I'm doing. 
Yeah, right. I just it threw just... my whole day off. Yep. Yeah. And I just have to quickly, like in the moment, like, all right, I accept it. Our day's changing. I got to move on. It's already happened. Like there is no like being frustrated or sad or mad about it. Like I can have my pity party for like two seconds and then I just go. Yeah. Right. Feel the feelings and then, yeah. And even feel the feelings later. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. always something that's going to come up, even if you don't have kids. I mean, like not everything's in our control, but I do my best to have the schedule or a framework ahead of time. So yeah, that there plan, is no like, I don't have like time. Then I'm like, hmm, what do I do now? Because I didn't have a plan. And then I spend all that time trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then the time's up. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. do anything, you know? And like you said, I like when you said doing it at your best, because I know I like to use working out as an example, but I would rather, and I know they say 10 minutes of something is better than nothing, of course. But I personally would rather, if I'm going to do something, get the most out of it mm-hmm. to make it my time, because my time is very limited as a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be very conscious of this is the time I've got. I'm going to do it at my best ability. So my best is in these situations at these times of day. Um, and that also into hormones, um, cortisol mm-hmm. levels and everything. Um, trying to figure out when are you most productive? You know, when is your brain super focused? When is your brain not? Yep. Don't that try was to the other one I was going to ask you about because you had talked about, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at my notes real quick. You said, you know, pick yeah. the, the time of day you work best at. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, I agree. It's just like, I, I always say like, save that time for the things that matter most to you yes. uh, because you're always going to, I know for me, like, I'm always going to rise to the level of like talking to somebody else. I'm, I can pull myself up for any client for this interview, right? Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what's going on. doesn't matter how tired I am. I can make that happen. Right. 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 But I can't make, you know, goal setting happen when I'm exhausted. Right. Right. I can't make mm-hmm. strategic decisions mm-hmm. and I can't, you know, plan out or even prep for a podcast interview like when I'm exhausted or write, right. you know, my intro and outro for this interview when I'm exhausted. The creativity is just not there. And so I yep. love that idea of making sure to know your best time mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. it to yourself, mm-hmm. giving that to yourself for the things that mm-hmm. you, when, when you can, it's not always going to be yes. possible, right. but when you yes. can, whenever yes. you can. Yes. I and that. I, like I said, trying to prioritize yourself first may sound so, and I don't care. Like if people take that the wrong way, they it sound selfish, but coming from personal experience, it's so true. When I do take care of myself, I'm happier. I don't snap at my kids as much or my husband, like everything's more calm and better. I can handle when things fly off the wall, crazy, yep. you know, like I have more uh, what's the word like more patience and mm-hmm. um, things like that. So yeah, I love how it works best for you. You're so funny because you're like, what's that word? Oh yeah, patience. <laughs> I'm so with the you thing on that. I like, with a lot. I'm like, oh yeah, patience. That thing, that yeah, thing. It, was, it could be so I, hard. I know that went a little too well. <laughs> Nothing was more humbling than having kids when you're a type A like control freak. But yeah, totally accept it. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of adjustments that's had to be made, but I'm not. My health is not one of them. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I'm letting go, and it's become more apparent with the struggles I've faced because I didn't have those really pre-kids, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm not going to let those stop me or control me or put me down yeah. because my boys need me and, yeah. you know, kids need their mom. Yep. They need like this well, stable home. And the world, the world needs all of us. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you're one of the voices out there, Jenna. Thank you so much for being here. I, I have to yes. say for anybody who wants, um, I don't know, like kind of like camaraderie and to feel less alone to definitely mm-hmm. follow you on Instagram. So what's your Instagram handle? Purpose intended. 
So make sure to go to Purpose Intended, follow follow her on Instagram because um, that's how I got to know you. I got to like hop on reels and see what you're like and go like, oh yeah, she'll be great to talk to. And, and I can tell that you are passionate about really supporting moms and holding on to themselves and remembering mm-hmm. themselves and taking care of themselves. And so mm-hmm. would you say find you there, there on Instagram? And then you also have the, the um, you do one-on-one coaching. You also have the toddler guides too, right? Mm-hmm. Baby, baby and toddler, and toddler guides. Yeah. 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 So where would they find those? Um, so that's on my, my blog is purposeintended.com. And I also, I have a coaching page, a baby and uh, toddler guides page, and then like the blog where you can just find like free content and articles I've written. Awesome. And I have a couple links that I'll be putting in the notes for everybody. So I'll make sure we're linked to your Instagram and to the guides and the one-on-one coaching. So we'll get all of that in there. So if anybody needs more info, head on to the show notes and you'll be able to get a hold of Jenna. Y'all, I am so glad that Jenna was willing to share all of this with us. Let me just say a few of my takeaways, and then I would love to hear what your takeaways are as well. So be sure to, you know, hop on to Instagram and share your insights there with me. Love to hear it. But here are some of my takeaways. Accept the reality that you are in. This is something I work on with people all the time in my coaching work is to help them see what is really going on and to accept the reality that they're in so they can better manage their expectations and priorities. And I really heard this message coming through loud and clear from everything that Jenna was saying. And the other thing that I really liked, so accept the reality that you're in is number one. Number two, when she uses the word accept, she's not using it in a way that's complacent. So it's not a passive kind of acceptance. It is an acceptance of reality so that she can make decisions about how to prioritize what matters most. And then third, speaking about prioritizing, really just putting an emphasis on prioritizing and advocating for your wellness and your fulfillment because you deserve it, but also that it models important behavior for your kiddos to aspire to as they age. So again, I'd love to hear your takeaways as well. And all of this, this whole discussion inspires a question of the week for me. Well, for for you. (laughs) So whether you are a parent of children, cats, dogs, whatever it is, what is one thing you could do this week to take better care of yourself? All right, before I sign off, I have a small favor to ask. Would you please be sure to head on over to Instagram? So I am at Productivity Breakthrough. And tag your favorite moms in the question of the week post. I would love to inspire them to prioritize their well-being this week more than ever. Okay, that's all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep moving forward what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today, or uncover free resources over at EliseEnriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.